welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Hello, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends. Greetings to you all. Ah, it's that time of the week again when the Talk Show for Talkers gets going to produce four enticing, engaging, in something or other else, I can't think of a word for this, shows for you this week. Anyway, let's, let's uh, zoom in. Our email address, as always, is info at irishtalkers.com. You can find us on Facebook as the Talk Show for Talkers, and we welcome your comments, your questions, your suggestions, and feedback. And in fact, we call the feedback evaluations. You can listen to previous shows on our website, irishtalkers.com, where we also publish the Public Speaking Weekly, which is a roundup of links from the internet about Toastmasters, public speaking, confidence, leadership, etc., etc., everything to do with public speaking. Look for the newspaper link on our website. My name is Moira O'Brien, and I am joined today by the presentable, persuasive... Possibly portly. No, I don't know. No. <laughs> oh, folks, you should have seen <laughs> Paul's face then. Mr. Paul Emani. Paul. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a great privilege to have your ears with us today. On today's show, we have our usual mix of a thought for the week and a word of the week and the usual uh, conversation. In episode two... We have an interview again. On episode three, Paul is getting into festive spirit. And he's going to be talking about festive meetings for the holiday season. In episode four, we decided that we needed to look in a lot more detail at the new Pathways Level 1. I'm going to be taking a deep dive into one of the projects. Join us again for all these episodes you won't regret it. Let's dive straight in with our thought for the week. Our thoughtful thought for the week is all about time today. If you don't have time to do it right, when will you have the time to do it over? This is from a gentleman called John Wooden. If you don't have time to do it right, when will you have the time to do it over? Paul, your thoughts? I think that that second part, when will you have time to do it over, is a colloquialism from perhaps North America. I can't be sure about it. Uh, here in Ireland, we would say, when will you have time to repeat it? So let's, uh, let's assume, I will assume that that means the same thing. And it's a terrific little... Uh, challenge when will you have time to repeat it because we all know you're not meant to repeat things you're meant to get them right first time aren't you so you're not meant to start a podcast and do the first episode very poorly you're meant to do it excellently the first time so that you don't have to repeat it the repetition is for the birds some might say well, this leads off in a completely different direction to do with the <laughs> rehearsals. So we shan't go there, Moira, but you did ask me what my first reaction was, and there you have it. Indeed, and I was just thinking that uh, in order to become proficient, 
one has to prepare, and not only prepare, one should practice. But mm, yes, the point and fail really important to yeah. fail. Can we just chuck that in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think the the importance of this quotation is rather that if you put the preparation in to get it right first time, and let's say you call first time your actual delivering of a speech to an audience as opposed to rehearsing it, preparing it, writing it, all the rest that goes in before. You've done it now live in front of your audience and maybe there is not going to be another opportunity for doing it. Therefore, that time, if you didn't get it right that time, well, you may never have another opportunity. I can see the point of the quotation. It does make some sense to me. I think it's about time that we looked at the word of the week. Well, apropos of... Myra, with regard to what you've just said, with regard to what you've just said, I wonder if we could say that in a more succinct way. Apropos of what you've just said. So with regard to, we can ditch those three words and replace them by apropos. Yes. Okay, let's do the spelling first. This is the word of the week. You'll never guess how it's spelled unless you know how to spell it because it defies all rules. A-P-R-O-P-O-S. A-P-R-O, A-P-R-O-P-O-S. There we are. That's the correct spelling. And it's a fascinating word, listeners. Fascinating because it is both. It is both an adjective. Come back to these. A preposition and an adverb. So I can say somebody was terribly relevant and opportune. So I can say that the person made apropos comments. It's a very unusual meaning of the word, which I think we can disregard. Those comments were apropos. They were relevant and opportune. Not sufficiently well known for it to be wise of you to use the word in that way. Now, with regard to what Moira just said, apropos of what Moira has just said, that is a really good way of waking your audience up because apropos has got something about it that is prodding you into waking up there's another meaning which is to talk about a time when something is opportune at an opportune time let's say in the right season so your letter arrived apropos your letter arrived at an opportune time don't bother using that use of the word either. Nobody will understand you. But apropos of what I was just saying a few minutes ago, referring back to, and you could even start in Toastmasters, apropos of what Moira said when she began to introduce the topic this evening, blah, 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 blah. And it is a good attention-grabbing. Isn't it a good attention-grabbing word, Moira, apropos? It is. Now, I'm thoroughly confused because I only ever knew the one meaning of the word. So you've introduced me now to another meaning, which really I, I'm wondering if it is obsolete now, whether it, it's gone from the language, that particular meaning. I can. Well, un- that's, that's a critical question you've asked, mm-hmm. because when did the word apropos come to be used first? That's a very good question. Let's see if I know the answer. 
I would say mid 17th century. Well, that's uh, very, very good. But uh, they're the archaic forms of it. So forget those ones. If you fast forward into the 18th century and you use it as a preposition, the way I would if I was saying apropos of what you just said, first used in English, uh, first recorded use in 1751, just a few years before you were born. So it really (laughs) is quite a useful (laughs) to have, you know. Apropos, but uh, that's the purpose of having this session on Talk Show for Talkers, isn't it? To, it is. to offer it is. a new word, a fresh word, but one that can be used because I can tell you what, there are one or two words we could use on this show, which you'd be bonkers to use them. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know, you see, uh, using it as the meaning of at the right time to the purpose, which is what my dictionary says here, just hasn't seemed comfortable to use it in that because I've not heard it used like that. And I don't think the audience would understand it in that way. But to use in terms of a reference to, in reference to what you just said, apropos of what you just said, that I think people would understand and I understand. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's something that I can relate to. Well, that brings us to the end of this first episode this week please join us again tomorrow when we will be having a an interesting interview with our guest and to tickle your fancy our guest's name is sean Dwan. see you again tomorrow the talk show for talkers is published every week in sections at 4 p.m every friday saturday sunday and monday Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.